Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. I'll be back. He's alive! He's alive! Hello, hello, and welcome, boys and girls, to the 53rd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your so humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. Join today my solo partner in crime, Just the, uh, the one. Yin to the Yang, the heads to the tails, the Sonic to the tails, if you want to go down that route, too. The chaff to your wheat. The chaff to my wheat. The day to my night, the sun to my moon. We could go all day here. You could. I'm out. Sam Abraham, who can be found. Where can we find you at this week? Because I know you changed this. Same, same as last week. At Salim Abraham. At Salim Abraham which is on my the real, Twitter sphere. It's my real name, in okay. case that's very confusing to people. Salim is what I was born as. You know, you know I thought about I became that a Sam later on. The other day... Um, like, do I do I just stop referencing you as Sam and go the Salim? It's going to be... I think we're going to have to transition. First step is from Sam to Salim. Then I think from Salim to Salim the Dream. And then just okay. straight up STD after it, that. Gosh. <laughs> yes. Just like the girls. I will not be touching that. <laughs> we are just the two of us this week. This is very exciting. I'm nervous. This this is the only the second ever duo hungry gamers that's right uh, podcast of course myself and reese battled through one several weeks ago and now uh now it's my turn powers that be here that's right and take on the challenge and like highlander by the end of this there will be only one oh no are you um are you christopher walken in i mean not christopher walken christopher (laughs) lambert i can be a walken highlander if you want uh, no, I'd rather be the Sean Connery uh, Highlander. Okay. I was I was going to say you could be Mario Van Peebles in like the the second Highlander. I think I haven't seen that one. It's fantastic. It's horrible, apparently. It's it's pretty bad. It's just <laughs> I watched it. Uh, I guess the first time when I was very young, and there's one scene that specifically stands out. And obviously, Mario Van Peebles um, Highlander from you know y- yesteryear mm. goes to present day, and he stumbles into like a, a um, like a whorehouse. And he, and he takes this girl out the back and obviously does whorish things. But she like throws him a condom and says, you've got to wear this. And obviously because he's from the, from he, the raw do- he raw dogs, doesn't he? Yeah. He I've like, heard about this. He rips the packet. At, like he, he grabs the condom packet and sort of chews on it because he thinks it's like something you eat. And then he just spits it out. And then he just yeah, barebacks this chick. Ugh. Highlander, well worth your time and money. First one's great. Sean Connery plays a, a Scotsman playing an Egyptian, I think. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes Somehow. no sense. And he's got a samurai sword, a katana. Be only one. That's it. Great okay. series. I hope they try and bring life into that and reboot that in again. I, I think let Sleeping Dogs Lie. I would love to see it, but I think no. Nah, that's well, they did that television show for a hot minute, which was very very. Was there a Highlander TV show? Yeah, no. It sucked with Lambert. Nah, nah, nah. Some some old Johnny off the street actor. They kill, wait, they kill Sean Connery in the first one. Yeah, he dies in the first Spoiler one. Spoiler alert. But then he's in the second one as well, right? Yeah, I can't work that, remember how that worked out. Like some weird crossing of timelines. Or it's something. a real 80s thing to do, right? Yeah. 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 So obviously, no Reese, no Ali. Cut the dead weight. <laughs> Later losers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get slapped by Ali they, next They week. might have um, 
you know, tried to get here, but we are facing yet another Sydney monsoon. It is horrible outside. It is uh, the rainiest, coldest summer day in Sydney thus far. Yes, it's, it's a great day for podcasting and even better day for video gaming. That's it. So we're here for the 53rd time. Record. 53rd yes, time. Record. World, world first. first. As we like to say. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start this by Sam. Tell us, what have you been doing this week between uh, episodes? Anything of note that you've been playing, doing, seeing, eating, whatever? I have taken a bit of an easier week. Uh, I You're a decided man. I'm a hardworking man. Mm. I got a lot of shit to do. Time is money. Uh, but one thing I did do this week was started a new save for Final Fantasy X 2. Okay. Part 2. Because I've never finished it. It's arguably the worst one out of all of them. Um, it's really campy. Uh, have you played... Nah. Your, your knowledge of My the Final Fantasy is, knowledge is slim to nil. It's, it's something right. that if I can find the time... I'd like to try and dive into and, and understand and play some of these early iterations. But yeah. There's just too much going on. So in 10... So I'm just going to live through you. In 10, you play as uh, Titus and you're transported a thousand years into the future into this world of Spira uh, and you have to fight this giant monster sin who's just terrorizing the whole world and has been for a, a century. Or, sorry, uh, a thousand years. Uh, at the end of 10, as you would probably expect, you kill Sin this mm-hmm. giant creature yeah. uh, and in 10-2 you play um, one of the other protagonists from 10 Yuna two years after the events of 10 and it's Yuna and these two partners of hers um, Pain and Riku and is, is this it is, is this the one where they become like a K-pop band yeah it starts with this horrible J-pop dance number that makes no sense and is so far removed from like where 10 was tonally uh, and it's a hard game too because if you don't a hundred percent it uh you don't get the like main story ending so you have to literally follow like a step-by-step of what to do or else you just get this shitty story ending what do you think they were thinking putting this game together like because it is a bit of a disconnect from 10 was huge wasn't it it was yeah it's a bit bit funny 10 was huge um i have no idea what they were thinking with 10 too um maybe cash grab Mm. i don't know I, i haven't looked into it that much i like the the combat system in it um they have this thing called like a dress sphere system so you can move between jobs so from warrior to like gun mage or okay. white mage or you know samurai so you can sort of switch classes a yeah. fly in, in battle yeah it's okay. and that's kind of fun um the story is just nothing though it's a nothing story um which sucks because i really like 10 10 is probably debatably my favorite um so that was what I'm doing don't ask me why I'm doing it I don't know I think it's just because I've got it there I, I got the HD um, version of 10 and 10 too so I was like fuck it I'll just play it uh, and I've been doing Shovel Knight man have you played Shovel Knight? I'm gonna probably embarrass myself by saying no I've never played Shovel Knight oh you got to play Shovel Knight it is so much fun um, and I played it I think a year ago but I realised there are like challenge modes and I've just been going through those um like tirelessly they're tough as mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know probably not too much i can dive into there just hard mode boss fights and things like that but you definitely get onto it man i think it's like 20 bucks i'd, I'd like to but just it's not going to happen for another couple of months like yeah and that's not even exaggeration like the amount of things that are going to be churning out over the next four to six weeks mm. you know, any, anyone that has 
a career may as well say goodbye to it if you're a serious gamer a life. and love these universes. Yeah, Anyone's life. got a social life. Yeah. Responsibilities. Kids, yeah. dogs. You need to adapt that sort of line from the South Park way up there where it's like, how do we kill one that has no life? Mm. You know, that's, that's how it's becoming. We've obviously got Horizon. We've got the Switch. We've got Mass Effect Andromeda. In between all this, there's Ghost Recon Wildlands, mm-hmm. if you're that way inclined. Obviously, For Honor's dropped a few weeks ago. It... I think this week coming up in particular is going to be very tough, very tough because you do, you have Horizon Zero Dawn dropping on the Wednesday and then the Switch Thursday night, midnight launch Friday, you know, for the normal people, for the normies. I can't think of a bigger week in gaming, like off the top of my head, like as far as releases go, like Horizon critical claim across the entirety of the gaming landscape. Mm. Except for Ali. Except for Ali. Except for Ali Hart. I have started playing it. You started playing it? Yes, I was lucky enough to get a copy a couple of days ago. You're kidding me. I'm you not. You always take the best copies of things. <laughs> you always you always take the AAA reviews. I, ah. am, I am a son of a bitch. That's fine. But I like how you tell me while we're live. You don't tell me any of this beforehand. I, I've kept this under wraps because you know I can't dive into too much. There's still some embargoes and whatnot floating around. Yeah. Um, and it's something I haven't... I've only probably put maybe 10 to 12 hours in, so I don't want to go into too much detail right now. Yeah. I think maybe next week's episode, you can I'll, definitely I'll dive oh, more because I want, sure. I'm, I'm going to finish this obviously before Switch drops. Yeah. And then it's Zelda mode after that, but it is everything I've wanted. It is so good. It is the best looking PlayStation 4 game to date. It is probably up I, there with the last of us as far as the best sony exclusive of the past however many years i know i said this uh last week but yeah just to reiterate from the event that we went to uh two weeks ago yeah um they had two playstations hd enabled uh yeah they had, just, the pro, they had the pro yeah, yeah yeah it was just gorgeous mm. uh, again like just the lighting um the god rays coming down the mists over the mountains you're just looking at this beautiful lush landscape uh, and then these weird mech <laughs> balls and bucks yeah. and things running around. Uh, it, it is beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's everything I was hoping this game to be. And it plays nice too. It when plays I, nice. When yeah. I was playing it, very smooth. Mm. When the control scheme is intuitive. Mm. Um, you know, utilizing the various uh, weapons um, and also weapon styles. Obviously, the whole host of arrows and whatnot. And the crafting system's great. Have you climbed the big kind of giraffe brachiosaurus looking ones yet have you climbed on one of those yeah it's that's a thing that's a whole experience experience. i i guerrilla games hats off to you guys obviously they are known for the killzone franchise yeah i know i was gonna say a big disconnect from that universe yeah but all i can see them now you know sony this thing's gonna sell like hotcakes i Mm. think this is the next great sony franchise um, that they're going to hitch their wagon to. This will, you know, take the place of an Uncharted. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be I, already greenlighting a sequel to this. I, I, I have an itch. I don't know yeah. why. I like. I think it's kind of since that event, I've just been waiting for this game. Prior to it, I was like, this was definitely on the um, radar, mm. uh, but I wasn't maybe going to be a day one purchase for me. Seriously, do it. I, I think I am. Yeah. yeah, I think this Wednesday, it's it's the boys are on, man. I, I was a little bit worried because. I've been on this hype train for the better part of 18 months. Yeah. You know, it was one of my most anticipated last year. Obviously, it got pushed back. Yeah. But the E3 E3 as well. Every E3, you see it out, it's just like... Yeah, but 
it is a testament to everyone involved that made this game because it is fantastic. Mm. On Wednesday, or if, if somehow they break embargo this week, get on it because it is brilliant um, from what I'm hearing for, for full completion to get that platinum trophy you're looking at maybe about 50 hours worth of game time really? yeah that's not a lot it's it's not a lot but I think that's still a, a 50 hours beefy investment to platinum though yeah but to platinum is it, it depends to, main, know, if, main story should be 35, 40 yeah, I think yeah. for a solid RPG and then 10 hours to platinum yeah main, main story from, from what I'm hearing and, and reading from a lot of um people out there in in the spaces it's about 30 30 to 5 hours or 30 to 35 hours sorry to finish the game mm. irrespective of chasing those platinums yeah right but the good thing is they don't have any of these obscure trophy requirements or it's like start the game on new game plus mm. hardcore mode and da 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 it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. you can do it in that single progression and i like that with um with trophy systems i don't see the need where it's like okay finish the game then get unlock nightmare mode then finish the game in this amount of time like if you're platinuming something it's it's saying that you have mastered this universe you know what i mean like yeah. it's you, you can't just give it away i i think 50 hours is hefty enough to say you've mastered the universe depending on the game like you look at I you guess look the, at you look at the witcher yeah but that's, there's no that's way a whole another kettle of fish there isn't any any rpg like obviously we're disconnecting from MMOs here. Mm. Any offline RPG with the scope of The Witcher Three out yeah. there, there isn't. Oh well, look at Dragon Age then. Dragon Age, you can you can clock that game in about thirty odd hours, and you could probably get the platinum in in maybe fifty sixty. Sixty. Like um, I guess for example, Mass, I hated that game. Mass Effect Two, I hundred percent completed that in I think sixty five hours. Final Fantasy Fifteen, I am close to platinuming at 50 odd hours but the next trophies that i need to get are going to take a long long time yeah it just depends on i guess on the developer if they want to do one of those trophies where it's just 0.1 percent of people are ever going to do it because it's just that far out of reach that you've got to do this insane that's kind of cool i like that yes and no because then it just starts taking away from what makes the game all right man all right when you be a you be you you be be me platinum bitch (laughs) speaking of bitches i heard you watch split what i don't know how that ties in (laughs) didn't tie in at all Uh, um uh, you're a bit of a bitch you calling me a bitch no we'll we'll, we'll drop that on m9 it's fine yeah no crazy old crazy old Shyamalan. crazy (laughs) old shams he's made another film he's made another film you've seen it um i haven't yet i went and saw it with um Friends of the podcast, Mr. Mache. Eh? Um, we, oh, dude, it was crazy. He fell asleep for like 20 minutes. That's I was never getting a good very sign. tired. That's I was getting, never a good sign in a film. I was getting very drowsy myself. I stayed with it though, but we literally walked out, as you probably do with most M. Night Shyamalan films, and we were trying to f- make heads or tails of this whole thing. I literally called out in the cinema, can someone explain this to me? <laughs> did, like, did you as get the some credits. Chuckles? I got, I got a few laughs. Um, no, it is bonkers. It's about, um, uh, what's his name? Last King of Scotland, Professor X. Um, Patrick Stewart? Patrick, no, the other one. The young one. Oh, um, James... McAvoy. McAvoy. Yes, McAvoy plays a person with 23 personalities. You only see five. Uh, oh, cause, see, that's one thing I was thinking, because I've I really wanted to watch this, because... Yeah. Obviously, trailers make things often a lot better than what the finished product is. Yeah. 
But when you hear that 23 personalities, and then you see him act... You know, I think you see three, maybe four. You see three. You see three predominantly throughout the film. You yeah. see two kind of really quickly. Yeah. And I was curious how they were going to try and cram twenty three different personalities into this film. I'm glad they didn't try. I'm glad Shyamalan had that foresight to you know not try and do that. McAvoy kills it. I love seeing McAvoy out on on the screen, man. I think he's a good actor, uh, and he does really well. It's just, it's kind of like he's the only person who really knows what's going on in the film. Everyone <laughs> else, everyone else in that film is just so hard to watch. So hard to watch. That's a shame. Uh, including Bruce Willis, spoiler alert. What? Bruce Willis is in it? Yeah, you've seen it. I think you've no, seen I haven't it. seen it yet. Oh, whoops. Yeah. I even um, maybe cut this bit out. That. Maybe cut this bit out or maybe throw a spoiler alert in before we do this. Spoiler but, alert. All right. Mad spoiler alert. This world ties in with Unbreakable. Well, there you go. Shared universe. Now We are now living in the age of an M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Shyamalan cinematic universe. This guy thinks he's goddamn Stephen King all of a sudden. This guy thinks he's Marvel. I love it. I love the idea of a Shyamalan universe where like you've got all the Shyamalan films all slowly becoming one, one, one world. He doesn't have... Sixth Sense. He doesn't have the mastery of his source material to try and weave <laughs> these stories like that. Like, Oh, I, I, I haven't seen Unbreakable. Mache was telling me like the shit show we watched that is split now makes a little bit more sense. Makes a little bit more sense when just, you're just like in smidgen. that realm. Yeah. But it is, it is a hard watch, man. Like, hmm. it's just so droll. There's not a lot happening um, for the first, you know, act and a half. Uh, and then it kind of speeds up a bit and just moves into a very crazy place. Hmm. Um, yeah, split. Yeah, it's speaking of hard to watch movies, I watched The Great Wall. Tell me about it, please. I, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but, you know, Matt Damon, I guess, has a bit of credibility to his name where he doesn't usually attach himself <laughs> to overly shit films <laughs> to Tom Cruise-esque movies yes yes but this movie was just so bad can I so bad can I ask was all of China uh, like did the film make all of China dependent on the heroics of one white warrior is that kind of in a roundabout kind of way that's sort of yeah. how it ends up going in a last samurai yeah, kind of he's, way he's pretty handy with his bow and arrow right yeah so now he's just this this white Robin Hood master. But like, there's just things that don't make sense. Like, like um, loose spoilers, not really going to give too much away, but, but Matt Damon and I'm forgetting his name now. Old mate that played Oberon in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. I don't know his name. So I know who you're talking they're, about. They're like a, in a little group of pseudo bandits slash um, traders slash mercenaries. Right? Yeah. And they're getting chased across. Um, you'd, you'd assume it's Asia. They don't really emph- like mention that, but it looks like they're getting chased by like a group of Mongols all the time because they're just invaders of this country. And slowly but surely, obviously, these Mongols have been weeding out their little Merc group. And then there's only him and Oberon left, and they're getting chased. And, and so they they truck it up this hill, and then all of a sudden they're at the great like they're in front of the Great Wall. Like I don't know how they couldn't have seen it and been aware of this wall leading up to this because obviously this thing traverses hundreds of kilometers it's oh, yeah. a giant eyesore you can see it from space but these guys couldn't see it when they're like a kilometer away <laughs> and so they roll up to this this wall and they're just like holy shit like look at this and all, all these um what you know, a great wall chinese guardians are there guards or guardians guardians you'd say because they're they're the guardians of this wall that keep all of china like okay. the, the emperor and um 
that's fair um, yeah. you know safe from from harm because every 60 years this lizard race called the Tautai mm. come out to try and obviously take the wall down and kill just like kill humanity to take over earth and all this bullshit and there's always it's a hive mind um group of animals uh, like they're reptilian yeah you animal. see them in the trailer and, right. and there's obviously this one queen that's like the hive mind and, and all these other minions underneath her just fight and follow her command she's got like this telekinesis like pulse ability that sort of pulses out of her head and can you know control govern her troops right but, you know over over obviously every 60 years they battle um what they, wait wait so you said obviously adapt. every 60 years they battle why why 60 i don't know that does okay. that doesn't get explained that's what i mean like so every 60 okay. years these tau come out from under the ground battle um obviously the, the the sort of great wall combatants have, have held them off for centuries yeah but obviously the the tau are evolving and understanding more battle concepts and getting smarter and right all this bullshit that, learning learning about the wall that gets explained in one like throwaway scene where there's like the the tactical commander pulls out some ancient parchment. Right. Does a whole expositional yeah. bit of... Yeah. The Tao Tai come from... Mm. You say they come from under the ground? Yeah. Yes. So why don't they just come from under the other side of the wall? I can't dive into much here, but okay. some of this new cleverness and tactics. All right. You know, big swerve. Oh, okay. Big yeah. Swerve. They learn how to sap. Yeah. But all, all <laughs> this all this comes from like some meteor hit the ground um, hundreds of years ago. <laughs> and opened up this ancient um, mountain and, and it emits this green hue and this is where what awoke in these Tautai and all this bullshit. But then like Willem Dafoe's in it. So oh. he, he's this other Caucasian dude that's been on this wall for, for a long, like for 20, 30 years or whatever. He's just trudging around. And um, yeah, they, 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 there's this subplot where Oberon um, and Matt Damon, they were, cha- they were running through Asia to try and get black powder, obviously gunpowder. Right. And And they've heard stories that it's, somewhere in china and then it, it just so happens that the black powder is is ho- housed and, and created at the great wall so then there's this little throwaway subplot where they're like we're gonna rob this place during this battle take all this black powder and then ride off into the sunset and become like you know barons of of sort of mercenaries and all this bullshit but then that gets thrown away they um oh mate willem defoe and oberon get out with the with the black powder yeah easy without even a worry without even a fight yeah. So I don't know why old Willem Dafoe, who hatched all this plan up anyway, couldn't have done this on him by himself twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was young, yeah, when he was sprightly. Yeah, and and then like the the general of this army, who's meant to be this like massive war tactician and master swordsman, you know, gets felled by this one little pussy half-ass bite. So he dies, hands over the reins to naturally his protege, who's this you know attractive feminine um, Chinese warrior. So now she's the leader and and. Like there's some cool battle scenes and some cool theatrics. Yeah. Like um, there's a bit of that crouching tiger, hidden dragon element in there sometimes, where there's all this like wire walking and and all right, some okay. cool bits like that in it, which was all right. But it's just literally a popcorn film. Like it's, I'm dying to half. see it. Yeah, I'm dying to see it because I love I love these like this American hubris mm. of just we'll save your culture, we'll send Matt Damon, mm. and it's not a, like a it's a Hollywood thing. It's a Hollywood trope. Oh, you yeah. know? it's like a last samurai sort of. I don't know. Yeah, so it's a, weird, it's a weird thing. It's 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 yeah, a Tom Cruise like, thing. Like it's an easy watch because yeah. there's not a whole heap of you know narrative that you need to really wrap your head around. It's just mm. popcorn film. I, I think from what I can see, it's bombed pretty bad at the box office. Um, oh yeah, it's not. 
but it, it is what and, and this is something that also it's not Oscar it's not Oscar awards material yeah, my friend this is something that pisses me off so The Great Wall gets day one global release here in Australia John Wick 2 oh, don't gets start, released four don't months start. later four I, fucking months later I'm with you man I'm right there with you I don't know why we're getting chapter 2 so late why do they hate us, Brendan? I, exactly. What did we do? And John Wick 1 set a good platform. It was well-reviewed. Oh, yeah. It made some money at the box office. So why wouldn't they go with the, the known quantity here and go, let's release this over here? We did something wrong. To Apparently. Keanu, we must have. Mm. Keanu, prob- tell probably, us. We probably created those sad Keanu memes over here. And that's yeah, or, or like Keanu forever, like lives throughout time. Mm. That thing. Yeah. Something else I watched, and I'll dive into what I've been playing as well in a second. Last night, you know, rolled into bed, about ready to turn the telly off, scrolling through Foxtel, and none other than the legendary 1996 film Kingpin was on. Best film. So I'm I like, love this film. Naturally, I'm like, oh, I'll just watch 10, 15 minutes of it. End up watching the whole damn thing. Finished yeah. it, you know, 20 to 1 or whatever. Um, fantastic film. Obviously, Farrelly Brothers film. Woody Harrelson's in it. Bill Murray's in it, who's Bill just Murray kills a it. god in this Big film. Big Earn. Yeah. He kills it. Obviously, um, what's was it? What, what Quaid brothers in it? Uh, Randy? Randy Quaid's Randy in it. Randy Quaid, I think. He plays, obviously, Ishmael, the, uh, the, the Amish, Amish bowler. Yeah. <laughs> Woody Harrelson's this young bowling protege in the 70s, loses his hand in an accident. And then he's just a drunken bum trying to find success and hustle his way to greatness. <laughs> I forgot how smoking hot Vanessa Angel is. Remember what's, the, what's the name of her character? Um, Claudia, I think. Claudia. Claudia? I think it is. It's been years since I've seen this film. So she, she shot to fame in the Weird Science TV show. She was the, uh, the, the robot, I think. I can't remember no what, idea. what sort of... Um, You're going back before my time. What they made her, but she's got a lot of... She was sort of Scarlett Johansson before Scarlett Johansson was around. Let me I was Google, watching I'm going to Google I'm this like, now. Man, Vanessa Angel, you, you know what's going on. Indeed. Yeah, no, look, there she is. And yeah, she's she a very attractive lady. Great film, like... Bill Murray is so funny. <laughs> yes, he Bill is. Murray is so funny in this film. Because he, he plays such a spiteful, like, uh, jealous bastard. Misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, this one, there's this one little throwaway scene in it where they're at the, the bowling world championships in Reno, obviously. Um, <laughs> and and the prize pool's a million dollars. Yeah. Obviously, they want to win this million dollars because um, Ishmael's Amish farmstead is going under and they need half a million dollars to save the community. This is 1996, one million dollars. So yeah. this is like, this is like 10 You could buy dollars. a country. This, yeah. You could buy a country with this yeah, money. This is a big time bank. Yeah. And um, there's this one little throwaway scene where um, Big Earn or Bill Murray, because mm. he's a pretty big shot on, on the bowling circuit. Everyone knows yeah. him. He's the man. And they cut to like this bigger brothers scene. And it's like um, single, like widowed wives or single wives with a child. And he comes in, he's like, you know, I've been hanging out here with, with little Timmy. And then, but then he like grabs the mum on the ass and he's feeling her up, sort of trying to cute, um, create this uh, cute distorted family portrait. And then it cuts to another family and he just keeps doing it and doing it and doing it through this whole trailer. <laughs> and then at the end, he's just like, his head's like nestled between the bosoms of like all four of the mums and the little kids are underneath him. And he's like, yeah, I love to give back to the community and all yeah. this. And, Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I gotta watch it, man. It's yeah. been it's been years since I've seen yeah. it. And there's just so many. I just remember the scene throwaways because he loses his hand, and I remember the scene where he's like trying to bowl again, and the <laughs> and hand goes hit. with the ball, and he gets a strike. The ball, yeah. <laughs> and just little things like that. Like obviously, he loses his hand 
in an accident in like the late 70s he meets big earn at the bowling alley and they try and do a little hustle scheme against some some local bowlers they win this they win all this money they go to escape but then the the angry crowd obviously surround them and and bill murray and, and woody harrelson are in the car at this stage yeah and then bill murray does a swerve and he's like all right sometimes you've got to get out and face these battles and so he fakes to go out the car woody hops out and then bill murray's like later and speeds <laughs> Which ends um, ends up having Woody Harrelson losing his prized bowling hand. Yeah. But then, you know, he can still bowl just as good with the rubber yeah, hand. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you have tried but to doesn't bowl? But he, doesn't he go with the other hand anyway? No, no. He, oh, uses, he, goes with he the... uses the rubber hand. Oh, weird. So I'm sitting there going, why didn't you at least try to bowl? Yeah, Throughout all these years of hand. despair, you could have been making all this cash. Mm. And then at the end, he he, he gets, a, gets a sponsorship with like uh, latex condoms or whatever. Because they start calling him the rubber man. So then like, he gets his half a million dollar sponsorship from from um, you know Trojan or whatever the hell, and then he saves the farm and and all is well with the world. But so no one needs to watch the film anymore. But yeah. you still should. <laughs> yeah, well it's done. We've spoiled fun. we've spoiled three films today. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone fifty two episodes without spoiling a fucking thing. <laughs> Spoiler cast. And we get rid of Reese and Ali for a moment. Yeah. Spoiled three films. Well done. That's a that's a well first. Well, the cats away, the rats will play, as they say. As they say. I've also been playing some games and like spoiling films. So all the Resident Evil, um, all the two Resident Evil DLC packs are now out, available on PS4 and Xbox What's One. What's called? Part 2? Volume 2? Volume 2. Um, and there's a couple of sub-segments in there. Um, I played the first one, which is called 21, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's Blackjack, mm-hmm. but with the Resident Evil 7 flavor in it. Very visceral, very gory. There's a uh, little half-informed segment up on YouTube's Very nice. We're at it. Check that out. And then there's another one uh, called Daughters, which I've been diving through as well. Um, very, very similar to the game in itself. Um, you play as Zoe Baker. It's it's a little bit more atmospheric. All you've really got in a lot of these dark parts is just a lighter. You so you don't have a torch. Obviously, it's a very dimly lit game. Yeah. Very tense. Yeah. But you can finish the playthrough in this in about probably 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. But good fun. A little bit more helpless feeling than the original game. Um, I, I'm i looking forward to doing... So after this, immediately after we record this, we are doing Resident Evil VR. Yeah. We're recording some videos. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw them out on the YouTubes. Probably yep. probably going to be up around the same time as this episode goes live. Yeah, all Fair things going well. well. All things going well. All things going well. If I okay. pull my finger out and get these things edited, we well, should be good. You know, don't make, me, good. don't make me take your kneecaps, mate. But I get need to work. knees. Get to work, Brendan. Your work ethic has been really suffering lately. <laughs> really suffering. I'll tolerate it from Reese. I'll even take Ali's sass. But you, mate, Come on. pull your socks up. I edited and posted like three videos this week alone. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've edited and, and, and posted no videos ever since we started. <laughs> so. <laughs> and and uh, lastly, the, the other game I've been playing is a game called Beholder. Okay. It's a little, little indie game available on Steam. Um, uses a lot of that nanny nanny state uh, big brother is watching type of mentality you play this um, this little sprite named Carl the the, the animations and, the, and the, the character modeling is similar to sort of Limbo it's a lot of grayscale a lot of bleak yep um, the, the country you're working in is it's, it's pretty well a revital or renamed Russia so obviously you're working for the motherland and, mm-hmm. and, and your, your role is Carl you take over this apartment complex working on behalf of the ministry mm-hmm. and you're you're tasked with spying on your neighbors 
um, to see if they're up to no good. There's a whole host of ever-evolving laws that are getting rolled in, everything from obviously standard drugs, violence and whatnot to, to creating propaganda to even eating and selling apples and shit like this. Holy shit. So you're constantly... Um, you're on this drug, uh, this nameless drug that the ministry has pumped you full of, so it allows you not really to need sleep. So while your, your yeah. neighbours and everything are sleeping or at work, you've got master keys and whatnot, and you, you, you're creeping <laughs> into their apartments, setting up surveillance cameras in like smoke detectors, looting through their stuff to try and work out what they're up to. And then you write reports to the ministry, you know, um, James Slizlack or whatever in apartment three, caught him doing this, here's the evidence. And then the popo roll in, take him out of the apartment, beat the living piss out of him, chuck him in the in the um, the, the, the wow. paddy wagon, and he's gone. So it's wow. What is this game? It's called Beholder. It's it's about I think twenty bucks on Steam. Oh, that is it. That is an instant purchase. It's fantastic. It is so fun. <laughs> um, I've I've got a, a half inform that will probably go up over the weekend or on Monday that I did for it. Um, it'll allow everyone that's that's sort of tickling that intrigue from what i'm saying just watch it um, it's the first 30 minutes of the game to give you a feel of the look how it plays the, the tone and whatnot but it's it's a little surprise for me actually um i got given this game a few months ago i think it came out at the end of november okay so it's been a while and i've been meaning to play it but just obviously haven't gotten around to it because of other things but i regret now not playing it when i got it because it is so fun yet so twisted and messed up like the whole spying on your neighbours, yeah. sending them away, obviously, to, to their death or whatever because this, this government is very corrupt. And then there's this whole risk-reward thing where um, you can get sort of certain points. Obviously, you've got your currency, you, mm-hmm. your, your dollars, which you can buy cameras and all this other stuff to allow you to be to, more of a lurker. To spy. To spy to and whatnot. Voyeuristically also, hide in the bushes yeah, and watch people. But you can start bribing the oh, tenants yeah. as well so if you do catch them doing some bad stuff you can start writing a report and then sending them a letter saying hey I've, I've seen you do this you know I'll, I'll keep it harsh if you give me a thousand bucks or whatever else so there's this whole for your country for your own self betterment because you're there with your family um, yeah. your, your wife and your two kids and you've got to deal with them sometimes and you know keep them happy because you know if you don't feed them and whatever else they die so your family can die can you pay prostitutes to golden shower a bed that a visiting president might have slept on? Or I is that too on to the that nose? level yet? There is because okay. the apart like it's a it's a four and the basement, so five story apartment, and um, <laughs> the top level of the apartment they're de- de- decrepit when you start, and you you got to you know pay some money to upgrade them, and then you can rebuild those levels, and then get new tenants in to spy on and so forth. So it's just an ever evolving cycle, but very very simple to play. Sounds amazing. But it incites all kinds of emotions, you know. You, you feel sort of good. Um, you feel very bad. You feel very wrong. Um, especially <laughs> some of these people because you can have conversations with these little characters. And, you know, you hear about them and there's, like, there's a sweet old lady living with her, her old partner as well and he likes to play chess and da-da-da-da. But then you find out he's now peddling an illegal food substance, which is just normal. But then you're like, you can either bribe him to say, I'll keep this on the wraps or you can send these big giant coppers in there to beat the piss out of him and then whisk him away to his death. And It sounds like my kind of game. It's great I'm, fun. I'm totally going to grab great this game. Fun. You Check said it out. you've got your half-informed up on youtube.com forward slash we, we are, are 8-bit. 8-bit. And sorry, I was lying. It's only 10 bucks US on Steam. Perfect. So, so 20 bucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you weren't wrong. So I was, I was right in a roundabout kind of way. So that's what I've been playing. 
Um, nice. Well worth checking out. Ten buck little gem. I can tell you, Reese has played nothing, and <laughs> Ali's probably played a few Steam titty nude, cooking games, nudie games. <laughs> um, we'll hear more about that next we week. We will. We will. So we'll dive into some news headlines. This week's news headlines. So the first one, I, I'll, I'll let you lead this in because I don't know much about this first one. Well, I'm not much more of an expert either. Oh. Uh, but it's Final Fantasy 15. Uh, have an update incoming update they've increased the level cap they've it's 120 now right yeah no I couldn't even tell you I, I, got, I got this from a promo oh so increased level cap pretty sure it's 120 okay increased level cap timed hunts so timed exclusive sort of hunts that are available now uh, and they've added a few fishing items and a new cool badass weapon called Ragnarok this new mm. sword and the reason we thought this was probably worth talking about, aside from the fact that they're just completing an unfinished game, is that <laughs> this kind of content is MMORPG content. Yeah. This is the sort of shit you hear WoW do, you know, with the new expansion that they drop every two years. Definitely, definitely. This is weird. I, I like the timed hunt um, yeah. idea. It's something that was shown in the past 12 months with Hitman. Yeah. Where they had the elusive targets, which mm-hmm. are only available between, you know, say, whether it be a week period, 48 hour period, whatever. I like that. It gives you incentive to get back in mm. to try and get that scout because you might be one of the few that ever do in the world ever. Yeah. I love that idea in games. I think more games should lean on that. But what you have, I, and what they also did, which we, I don't think we talked at all about over the Christmas period, was that they, they did have uh, holiday um, events. They did. They, they did. did. They had holiday events. Um, I have no idea what they're trying to do with this game because once you finish an RPG, there's very little incentive to go back. Yeah. Even if, even if you get more weapons, more armor, higher levels. Because mm. I, we've both finished this game. I can't really find a reason to go back and 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 uh, platinum it. I literally gave my copy of the game away. Fuck off. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Gave <laughs> it away in one of those hungry snack pack deals. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, dude. I knew that's... I wasn't gonna go back. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. if that isn't the ultimate spit of the game, I don't know what is. I still have my copy. I'm still debating plat- platinuming, but I don't... And like when the New Game Plus stuff comes out, when the additional you know quest lines come yeah. out for Prompto and the rest of the crew, I- I'm not going to touch that shit. Yeah, like it, it, it's almost too little too late. In my, like Obviously, countless fans will disagree, but yeah. the game was undercooked when it first came out. Obviously, they yeah. they were scrambling to get this game out to the day mm-hmm. that they set after obviously already pushing it back they multiple push, times yeah, like, multiple times like this game was in development hell for a long 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 time as everybody knows we don't need to go back down that path but let's go back down that path <sighs> 10 years strap in kitties 10 goddamn years <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just it's faltering yeah yeah like um it's not charting anymore. Like if you look at some of the top tens, um, it, it hasn't been in the charts for a long time. We'll talk about the Dice Awards in a moment. Doesn't get a mention in the no, Dice Awards. No, I I think, yeah, like it was an all right game. Like yeah, I enjoyed was... myself. There was parts that I absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. Chapter 13, for example. Of course. But overall, it was a fun experience. The combat was pretty good. Some of the camera angles at times absolutely pissed me off to high hell. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just too little too late like yeah it's almost like they're seeing the success of some of these other games like obviously overwatch 
they do a lot of themed based releases what well, this is holiday the, based theme releases but this is the thing there's incentive to continue to play overwatch in a competitive mm. sense um there's no reason to keep playing final fantasy 15 short of you know that completionist bug that you might yeah. have um and to service the game in this sort of way, uh, which is, again, very similar to multiplayer games, MMORPGs again, I just find it very weird. I find it weird mm. that they think this is a, a, a way to maybe keep people going. That must be what it is. It's a way to keep people going until they actually deliver on the full game content, yeah. um, which is apparently season pass content. Well, you can get a sweet um, noodle hat, like a noodle box hat for... Um, Noctis, if you like, you can rock around wearing that cup noodles. Fuck that. <laughs> so on, the, on, we'll stay on the Square Enix train. Um, obviously, they have announced this newly established studio called Estolia or mm-hmm. Estola. I'm not sure of the exact pronunciation. And they've also announced the new IP that they're working on called Project Prelude Rune. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Hideo Baba is going to direct the game. Um, obviously, this is their first project. Um, Barbara's been in the industry for 18 years uh, most well known from uh, Tales, Tales of series of Brazeria and stuff like yeah. that latest one is actually charting funnily enough yeah they've, they've been pumping the hell out of it I've seen yeah. it on my I see it on my Instagram every day from um, Bandai Namco yeah which is funny because you know it's it's a it's a big well known franchise but nowhere mm. near to the level of a Final Fantasy yeah but to see it charting it's interesting it is I, I it's it looks like a proper JRPG yeah uh, and I was thinking, should I buy? I'm not in the mood for JRPG right now. I got, I, I've done too much Final Fantasy yeah. in the last six months. I've done Fire Emblems just, recently. Just get ready to play as Aloy as and a just get lost in that Horizon world because it's yeah. so good. Aloy or Alloy? It's Aloy. It's Aloy. Yeah, I've you know I've been calling it Alloy for a long time. Alloy makes more sense too because there's mechanical monsters. Alloy yeah. Metal element. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it's actually two two metal elements together it's compound oh there you go there you go that's a united science science podcast that's it yeah I'm a, sammy I, I with was the saline with the brain burners on fire on the desk in year <laughs> nine i got banned from prax science for all of year nine i used to steal things from my science class um like one thing every class and i used to have like a little lab set at home <laughs> i never did anything with it because what do i know you know i'm not a chemist i like the idea of being a chemist though yeah you know i um I heated magnesium in a oh, that's test amazing. tube over a Bunsen burner. Yeah, it sparks up. And it up. got that hot. It actually cracked the little test tube. Obviously, all the flame element hit the desk and then just lit up my entire science desk. <laughs> and it was like a, a scene out of, out of any kind of sort of comedy film where they're doing anything in school. And Mrs. Wallace absolutely put me over the coals and I was banned from prac science for the entirety of the year. Oh, that sucks. There's nothing more exciting than playing with fire. Oh, yeah. 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 In year nine. In year nine. But for the kids out there, don't do it. Yeah, do be it. safe. But definitely be do safe. it. Definitely do it. Don't listen to your peoples. Yeah. Did you ever like with the Bunsen burner taps where you just have the lighter or the match and you wouldn't even have the Bunsen burner attached but you just turn the gas tap on and have the have the lighter so then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So dangerous. I, <laughs> you don't even realize how fucking dangerous that yeah. is. <laughs> there's, a, there's one person in the room that's supervising this whole thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, Mrs. Wallace. Oh, Wallace. Oh, Wallace. The All next right. one, Sammy. Tell me. Hearthstone. Yeah, Hearthstone. So, um, big change. They, I haven't, all right, I'll preface this by saying I haven't played a lot of Hearthstone recently. I haven't played much of the Gadget Zen expansion. But 
Um, they're making a significant change to Arena, which is the draft format. Um, we've talked about how there's now a standard in a wild format. It's been in place for a year. Every card's available in wild, and Arena was set in the wild format, Brendan. Um, so you could technically draft any card short of a few exceptions like Cthulhu. Um, they're now making it standard. That's the Reese Kirby go-to. That's the Reese Kirby go-to. Uh, they're now making it standard. So uh, only the standard format cards are available. It shortens the or it limits the cards um, pool uh, that's available to you, which is kind of good. It means that you have better chance of getting matching cards or synergies that you know okay. would work in standard. Mm. But they're changing a, a couple of other things as well, which sounds really good. Um, at the moment, Blizzard reckon that you know every deck has approximately seventy-eight percent, I think is the number of common cards. Yeah. Uh, and you know most of those are just the standard cards you can get. Um, sorry, the what's the word I'm looking for? The the common cards between all classes. Um, the the normal the, the normal, normal cards. Normal cards. Neutral. You want to call it. Neutral. Yeah, neutral, neutral cards. cards. Uh, is the word I was looking for on a Saturday afternoon after a coffee. I should know that. Uh, so they reckon, yeah, seventy-eight percent are common. They want to limp. They want to reduce that so that more uncommon cards, more epic cards, and more legendaries will appear. They haven't okay. said how much they want to reduce it by, but I think that's a good move. So th- this is sort of like making the game a little less predictable, I guess you could say. Well, this change and a couple of other changes. So they want to also make it so that each deck has about fifty percent chance. Oh, sorry, fifty percent. Oh, sorry. I'll rephrase it. Can be comprised of fifty percent spells as well. So those spells are class specific there are no neutral spells yeah. and at the moment the or at least the last time i was running through it um you know when you're drafting a deck you're doing the same thing each time you're basically drafting to get monsters you can play on curb because mm. the whole game is literally or the whole arena meta is just if you can play a monster on curb even if it's shit usually you'll you'll curb and, and yeah. win because you're just able to overwhelm um they want to get away from that and they want to make it a little uh more I suppose, again, synergistic between the classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also getting rid of or reducing the chance to get board clears like Flame Strike and Abyssal Enforcer, yeah. which is amazing because those will just change games. Yeah, those, And they mean that, you know, literally everyone you play in Arena is a mage. Mm. So this, this is a step in the right direction for Hearthstone, you feel? A uh, step in the right direction for Arena, absolutely. Um, and they've been really positive. I was watching uh, this really famous um, uh, Hearthstone streamer, Kriparian, talk about it and he, he referenced this uh, article in Reddit from one of the developers which basically said if this works, amazing if it doesn't, if you guys don't like it we'll change it back we're, oh, wow. we're, we're open to making this uh, a better experience overall so I think they've come out with a really blizzard here, have come out with like a really positive attitude towards it where it's community minded, community focused, they want to make it a game that is still enjoyable for everybody because at the moment uh, and, you know, with every release of cards that comes out, uh, if they just keep going this way, it's just going to be more and more play a monster on curb, mm. curb uh, out I, and win. And see, and that's, that's admirable from the Blizzard standpoint, the fact that they're um, getting like this disclaimer out before this, this change comes about. They're sort of saying, hey, we're going to be receptive of the community. Yeah. If this is embraced, we'll stick with it. If not, you know, we'll pivot off it. Yeah, like, we'll, I, I we'll like look at other they're things. they're doing it proactively instead of reactively i think that's brilliant i have to say like hearthstone has over like the last few years there have been a few things that have stuck out as being particularly sucky um some class balances and and issues like that you know issues with cards blizzard have always been on the front foot they've always been receptive to change and they've always done things that you wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. see 
um, or you wouldn't expect, I suppose, from a big developer. Like they've they've removed cards, they've nerfed cards, they've nerfed classes, they've done it out of cycle. Mm. Um, where you'd expect these changes maybe at the drop of release, if there's a big enough problem, they'll just fix it right away. Mm. So they're, they're good, man. They're they're pretty responsive to I, um I like to the that. community yeah. needs. Yeah, that's, me too, man. That's I, something the industry needs more of to be flexible yeah. and and yeah, adaptive to change. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, man. I think it's a good move. You know what else is a good move? What is a good move? Snip Eclipse oh. being announced as a day one Nintendo Switch release. Ow! So it is a um, digital only this is, purchase. This is our... I'm going to lump you, me and Ali in this boat. Mm. This is the Switch game to play. Yes. I'm, I'll firmly back that. I love this freaking game. This game is amazing. We had so much fun playing this um, at RTX a few weeks I, back. I didn't even get to do it like a, a Switch recap. I had to listen to you three make me out to be some kind of pervert because <laughs> I beat you in every freaking 1-2 uh, Switch game. You beat me in a few. I no, beat, I didn't play you in... I played Sandwich Ali Man, the sandwich thing. Oh, yeah. You, which is very you rude. Were, you were the, <laughs> the very, footlong master. Yeah. And uh, the you milking beat, game. You beat Ali at milk. Smash oh, you beat her me in the milking milk game. Too. That game's just fucked. That so game is... Good. That game is... All right, so you guys did a pretty good job of explaining it but I think that is a rhythm game more than anything else because oh, yeah. you have to get the rhythm of the yeah. and I'm doing it now and it and, looks and very and you l- had the motion of the ocean down past <laughs> like, you, you had that hook line and sinker yeah man um, but yeah Snipper Clips only by the Nintendo shop front uh, it's 30 bucks AU which is a fucking shit hot price shit hot price available day one and launch i'm going to be downloading that the second i get my switch home it is a two-player game at least they reckon up to four players we up got to the four hot players tip. we got the hot tip from uh our lady friend at nintendo that was running us through it on the day um yeah it's going to support four players we only played two and even that was chaos that was fun chaos it's yeah. fun chaos yeah and you you work it out together uh it's it is very cooperative mm. um when it is and then when it's not it's hilarious oh yeah yeah yeah, especially when you went rogue a few times. When you know, I'm just going to cut you to bits every time. So you can't do anything. But every time, thirty bucks. I love that this has been made a, excuse me, a day one launch title. Mm-hmm. Sneaky by Nintendo to drop it in here like this, but I love it. Adds a little bit more hype prior to the release. Get it off their shop front. Hopefully, their shop front works on day one. That's my biggest concern. Oh yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk on. On the, the UI? Online, can, um, can, um, online store. I've heard the UI, yeah. UI is really good. The UI is nice and intuitive. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of, obviously, leaks and unveilings over the last few days. A lot of a lot of sort of uh, reputable news outlets mm-hmm. have been showcasing that UI and, and the menu structure. But yes, Snipper Clips. Anyone that is picking up a Switch this week, make you sure you it. allocate an extra 30 bucks or 35 New Zealand for any of our Kiwi friends out there. Mm-hmm. Get a copy of Snipper Clips. I think, and, and this isn't to uh, like to shit on any of the other games that are dropping, but I think we, we played that day. Uh, we played Mario Kart. We played 1-2-Switch. We played Super Street Fighter. We played... Um, Fast RMX. Fast RMX. And we played this. And we saw ARMS. And we saw Zelda. And look, Zelda's probably in its own other kettle of fish. But of yeah. all those games, I think the one that is most value is got to be... It's got to be Snipper Clips. I'll back that. And I love half. I love almost all the other games. I think Fast was RMX. RMX. I think that one was a little bit clunky, mm. um, but the other ones I saw there and played, I liked. Yeah. I liked a lot. Even one, two, switch. Even those games, even as weird as they are, I think one party. You got a party. You yeah. got a few booze going around. A few booze. A few booze. <laughs> 
it's how the cool kids say it. it. They tr- it. they get triggered and then they have their booze. That's it. Um, triggered is a word I still have no idea. And that's how I know I'm getting old, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is triggered is a, a thing that I don't understand. Trying to use these cool adjectives. I feel like Reese. Verbs. I feel like Reese would be explaining it he's, to us he's right now. He's the voice of the kids. He's the voice. He's the voice of the people. Mm. The sheeple. The sheeple. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sheeple. The chess master. Yeah. So that is awesome, awesome, awesome news. I cannot wait to dive into that. Um, and you know, next weekend when we all get together, yeah, on our usual Saturday ritual, we're we, doing we it. We are going to be doing a lot of one-two switch capture. Now, B man, big dog, big D's, big dice awards. The big dice awards. Big dice yes. awards. So they uh, were held Thursday eve or Friday morning slash Thursday evening for our friends over in the US, mm-hmm. over in Las Vegas, hosted by Jessica Chobot and uh, the Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. We'll just go through... Friend to the podcast, Greg Miller. Friend to the podcast, Greg Miller. Shout out to those kind of funny legends mm-hmm. and our other best friends out there. Uh, we, we'll just we'll go through the winners. We won't go through every um, nominee. We'll just rattle through them because there's a substantial amount of awards here and we could be here till Wednesday otherwise. There's a, there's a lot of awards here. We probably even won't get through them. But let's do it. Let's maybe... Let's bitch about things we need to bitch mm. about here. Okay, so game of the year was taken out by Overwatch. Yeah. My bitchy thing to say, why the hell is Pokemon going there? 100%. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Why is, that a, no right why is that a nomination? Get the fuck out if of here. If anything, Sun and Moon should be in there over Pokemon Go. There are a hundred games. There are a hundred games last year that should be in there over yeah, Pokemon no Go. No Firewatch there, for example. Yeah, anyway. All right. Anyway, fuck you, Pokemon Go. Outstanding achievement in game direction was taken out by Inside. Yeah. I don't mind that. It's uh, a good game. I don't hate it. Outstanding achievement in game design taken out by Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, I, I can go there. I can mm. fuck with that. Outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Again, Overwatch. Of course. Handheld game of the year. Pokemon Sun and Moon. See, this is this is where it sort of starts to... Get get blurry? Why yeah. isn't Pokemon going there? Exactly. Yeah, if yeah. it's a game of the year nominee, how is it not a handheld game of the year nominee? I think, I think it would have to be a handheld device that is not a mobile. I think mobile sits in its own category. Okay, okay. I think, I think. So Pokemon Sun and Moon took out handheld game of the year justified from mm-hmm. everyone that's played it and reviews and what have you mm-hmm. strategy slash simulation game of the year Civ 6 mm-hmm. yep uh, sports game of the year this one's a bit interesting Steep actually yeah, I don't know how to feel about that like I haven't played Steep I've played it a bit it's fun and, and I guess it is a big point of difference to these other games because they are just cyclical yearly updates you know FIFA yeah. Madden NBA but you it's know, the same same but you know what this was the first year that FIFA 17 had its own campaign mode which was following a single player and mm-hmm. the single player's journey through through the EPL so I think this is actually um, this if well if FIFA had a year for it this would be the year that FIFA is most different yeah. to previous iterations you're not so, a fan of carving the power well again I haven't played it man mm. I've played it. I, squirrel I, suits or whatever did NBA 2K17 have a similar thing as oh, they, well they have for a few years now yeah okay they're trying um, to make it into this big melodrama directed by Spike Jones and all this uh, Spike Lee or whichever the hell Spike is. One of, the, one of those assholes. One of them Spikes. Yeah. The only um, Spike that matters is Spike from Land Before Time. Anyway. Agree. RPG Massively Multiplayer Game of the Year, Dark Souls 3. A little bit uh, weird on the nominees here. Um, Final Fantasy 15, no mention at all, which, okay, yeah, I get it. Um, you know, it was an unfinished game, but... I'll finish this point in a few more categories, actually. Okay. I'll finish this point. I Go. like that. I like that. Racing yeah. game of the year. There's only two contenders this year. Yeah. Drive Club VR. 
and rightful winner, Forza Horizon 3. Yeah. Back that 100%. He was a fucking cracker of a mm-hmm. game. One of the best racing games I've ever played. Fighting game of the year. This one's a little bit... Mm, Street Fighter Five. This is where I'm finishing my point. Oh. Unfinished game. Unfinished yes. game on release. Yes. Uh, what the fuck? Mm. Against even... And look, I'll take it, man. Pokken Tournament. It's a good game. It's a new game. Mm. Uh, I just don't think Street Fighter Five deserves this. Mm. Um, good game, but just... I mean, it took... They're still releasing characters. Yeah. Um, for Season 2, I think, and... You know, single player still took a while to come out after release, months to come out after release. It's, I don't know. It's a head scratcher. And it's, it's a shame that this industry has becoming more and more accepting of this shit. Yeah. It's really not cool. I mean, we, we both got it. I got Street Fighter yeah, V. Yeah, we, we bought it on launch. Yeah, we got it on launch. Oh. And I don't hate it. It's, again, it's a good Street Fighter game um, or it's a good fighting game. I think the other releases that year, I mean, you think it won this year because it was a thin release slate? Street, would you say? Yeah, Street Fighter is probably the most beloved fighting game of all time. Tekken and Street Fighter together are probably the pinnacle of fighting yeah. games. Yeah. And Tekken 7 is released this year, so... Uh, I'd like them to make another Soul Calibur game. Soul Calibur's just shit. <laughs> like, they're good. They're good fun, but yeah. I mean, this, you can button mash or you can play seriously and yeah. it's the same result. I, I think I just like the the world that they created yeah it's a medieval, medieval kind of warriors with weapons yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel that especially when they started making the armor destructible so the armor mm. started getting smashed up and things like that is and that in four i think it was in four yeah so family game of the year won by ratchet and clank mm-hmm. fair that game is freaking tons of fun yeah tons of fun sneaky sleeper hit from last year that needs to be played anyone with a playstation pick up ratchet and clank it's beautiful looking fun to play well worth your time and your money. Immersive Reality Game of the Year was won by Super Hot VR. Which I haven't played. I haven't played yet. I've seen a lot of footage of it and a lot of um, you know Let's Plays and what have you. Um, I don't know, in, in my opinion, if that's Immersive Reality Game of the Year. There's a ton of VR games I've played in the last six, six to nine months alone, which mm. I put above that. But anyway. Maybe there's a lot of ones now that not to... Um not to like shit on any category, but there's a lot of, you know, original music composition, technical achievement, mm. sound design, the the less fun ones. Maybe let's just go through some of the bigger ones here. Like Outstanding Achievement Character went to The Last Guardian, Trico. Yeah. Like, Trico. What uh, the hell is that? Trico. Trico? That's that's the big bird dog. Yeah, but what the hell is that? Yeah, I know. Like, I it, know... Like, I'll, I'll, both Firewatch's uh, Delilah and Henry are listed. Yeah. And both of those are amazing characters. Especially Delilah. Yeah. She's one of the best game characters that I can remember from anything. Yeah. Anything. Absolutely. I don't I don't understand that decision. That's almost just pandering to me. They go, you know what? The Last Guardian took him seven years. Da, 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 all this give him one. Let's give him a throwaway. Uh, Art Direction to Inside, which again, yeah, fantastic. Um, Adventure Game of the Year, Uncharted 4. I'll back that. It was a ton of fun. A ton of fun. I haven't played it, but yeah, I think um, it's literally. I've playing, seen and heard enough yeah, about it to it, know. It's like playing an action film. Mm. It's so good, and it's wraps up that Uncharted franchise or the story so well. So many nods to long-term fans. Really, really well done. Action game of the year, Overwatch. What do you think of that? It, it's it's hard because action action game of the year. It's a very broad stroke. Like you look at the other nominees here: Battlefield One, Doom. Gears of War 4, Overwatch, 
Titanfall 2. It's almost Shooter of the Year. Yeah. Because in a roundabout kind of way, Ratchet, of Ratchet and Clank is an action game. Uncharted is an action game. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe um, it's just a weird... Yeah. Out of them, I'd probably have it as almost it's almost a three-way tie it's hard in, in my opinion like battlefield one i fucking absolutely love is my game of the year last year it was mm. so perfect doom though is also perfect and overwatch is brilliant as overwatch well. is just overwatch yeah i'm, I'm with you there mm. uh mobile game of the year rightfully as much as i hate it rightfully goes to pokemon go yeah you can't yeah they made too much money oh yeah <laughs> they made way yeah. too much money and i'm still playing pokemon jewel by the way Oh really? Yeah, still playing, oh really? Still playing a couple of rounds a day. Ah, just jumping on, having a few kinda, battles. That's kind of been overshadowed by the second um, gen of Pokemon in Pokemon Go, yeah, and it's also been overshadowed by. Starters. Have yeah. you seen this this um this other one in Japan with the Magikarp? Yeah, it's called yeah. Splash. Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know. No how one knows that much. Game's gonna yeah. translate. But yeah, it's definitely mm. the the jewel ones drown out a little bit. Yeah, I don't hear anyone talk about sleeper. it. It's a sleeper. I love it. Like it's simple, good fun. Okay. Um, and then the last award, Immersive Reality Technical Achievement, which almost sounds like just a reworded one from previous Super Hot VR one, mm. and Eagle Flight won this. Obviously, I, I can I haven't see played why it. you are literally an eagle flying over, you know, the Mesa civilization. Yeah, um, and it's pretty fun. But yeah, there, there's some other VR games that we've played that I think have a further level of immersion to it mm. um you know the game's a little bit deeper it's more fleshed out um obviously resident evil probably missed the cutoff for when this usually you know it's obviously leading up to end of end of the year mm. i don't know what their cutoff is for for nominees and whatnot but there's no no games obviously listed on here beyond end of october if i can look at this right or november october november yeah yeah I'm uh I don't know we've done game of the year so much already yeah um yeah I'm done talking about these games yeah I don't know and that's not I mean that's maybe not a fair thing to say but yeah, yeah. I think for the most part you know the awards are on point I, think I would so. I, I yeah like there's nothing obscure that hasn't a couple like, of, that was a winner there that wasn't a winner in these other various awards that's it yeah there's nothing inconsistent here with yeah. what we've seen. Um, again, a few questionable things, but for the most part, whatever. Mm. You know, Dice Awards, well done. But um, Go tail- Vegas. Tailing into a new headline which ties into VR. In 2016, 200,000 VR headsets um, you know, ticked over in Australia. So there's 200 owners or households that have a VR headset here in the land of Oz. I like that a lot. Mm. I, like, I think that's a good number. Um, it's a healthy number. It is a healthy number. Because it's a new technology, and if it doesn't get pushed by early adopters, it's not going to grow. Yeah, like it's, so, it's it's sort of you, I guess you look at it, it's almost one percent of the Australian population. Yeah, just under, which and, isn't, and that's a lot of early adopters. Obviously, well, two hundred still new two hundred thousand is ten percent. No, ten percent would be two point three million. It's twenty three million. Oh, of course, sorry. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, one yeah, percent. Yeah, so it's about one percent. I don't know math. <laughs> I'm not. You're smart. a science. Guy. I'm a science guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's 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 an impressive number, I think. Obviously, it yeah, doesn't man. it doesn't drill down into X of Vive. Um, no, yeah, PS Vive, which PSVR, specific headset? Yeah, you've but got still two hundred thousand. is a pretty healthy number. Yeah, man. I, again, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a, a telling sign that you know VR is taking off. Um, I would I would happily buy PSVR or Oculus if I was in a 
poor student and you don't pay me enough brendan as well that's another <laughs> thing we need to take offline but i i i think this is great i didn't want to tell you but we've got actually a review after this episode's done recording so you can we can measure all your kpis and see oh well buddy I've got plenty of feedback for you. All right. <laughs> um, no, again, great. Fantastic. Uh, on to the next one. The Rock. Yeah. I like in in uh, what is another San Andreas-esque weird idea for same, a film. The same directoral writer that did San Andreas with him is, is attached to this as well. Wow. What? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, the Rock. Uh, has confirmed a live adaptation of the 1986 arcade classic Rampage, I, which <laughs> which I had to look this up because I didn't oh, even know didn't what know? this game. I didn't know what this oh, game was. I, I had to look game. it up. You are monsters that run around fighting an army and smashing buildings. Yeah. So so the original 1986 game, um, you were either George, who was the the monkey, or a giant gorilla. Uh, Lizzie was the reptile, and I can't remember. I think Kong, it was Ralph. King, Ralph, Ralph was the big wolf. Right. So you're either King Kong, Godzilla, or a giant, giant wolf, wolf thing. And yeah, so so the aim of the game is obviously to just to level this city block you're in, and it's all around the world. So you're in the US, da, 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 <laughs> so on and so forth. And so you're causing all this d- destruction to level these city blocks. You're also fighting the military. There's tanks shooting at you, foot soldiers, but you can eat the people. There is to, a gleam. To get your level up. There is a gleam in your mysterious eyes right now. You love this game. It was so, so fun. Just crazy, stupid fun. When they remade it and did that Rampage World Tour, I think in early 2000s, it was shit. Yeah. Um, the original is the way to go. Making and now this, it's a film. Making this into a live action film. It's literally, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla in a roundabout kind of way. Okay. Um, is the way I choose to look at it. And I, I thought it was, yeah, the way I read it, you the monsters together. are a team. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's cohesion and things okay. like that. Okay. Um, but I'm wondering if they're going to try and work it in that way because I don't know how they're going to translate this into a 90-minute film. And who does who does The Rock play? He's apparently playing the role of some like animal specialist, like whether it be no. a primate specialist or maybe he's a, like a no. specialist in the reptile field. I don't know. But that's from what I've heard is he's actually going to be playing some scientist. If, fuck, if Mark Wahlberg can play a scientific genius, yeah, The fair, Rock that's can. fair. But this sounds like this sounds like the '97-ish Godzilla movie with, uh, with Matthew um, Broderick. Yeah, with Broderick, or probably sucks. like a little bit later. But yeah, Broderick, the best, where he's a scientist in New York. Eh, the best anyway. thing about that film was the Puff Daddy song, um, "Come with Me," the, the soundtrack song. That was the best thing about that entire film. I liked uh, Heroes. That oh, came really? out of that. Yeah, I think I think Heroes, not the original, mm. but I think there was a Heroes done, which was great. Yeah, so apparently it's sort of like they're starting pre-production on this at the moment, um, finalizing the script and the screenplay. Um, he hasn't made a bad film, The Rock. Yeah, I don't think he's made a box office flop in at least the last five years. I think from you see all the all Journey the, Two, all the magazines, he is the most bankable star in Hollywood now. Yeah, it, it was Matt Damon based off success rate um, of his of his films, but until I think it's now <laughs> until the Great the War. Rock. Yeah, I think I uh, I heard somewhere he calls himself uh, like franchise steroids or something. Yeah. Like you inject him and he just makes it grow. And and, and he did that. He totally did that like with he, Fast and Furious. Yeah. He killed it for Fast and Furious, mm. man. Like he is this larger than life personality, you know? Like oh, yeah. not only on screen from an emotional standpoint, but physical. Like he's a fucking behemoth. Like yes. he, he steals pretty well every scene he's ever in. Like Can you imagine him being an X-Man? Sorry, I don't. I'm, he he I'm, is real life Colossus, like or Juggernaut, like 
Oh, dude. He, mm, yeah. Like, like obviously, Juggernaut, the the original guy. I can't. Vinny Jones played him for a while, right? Yeah, but like in three. In in the the comics and the cartoons, obviously, it's just this little weedy scientist. And then he puts the Juggernaut helmet on. He, he becomes this big juiced up guy. Like it's just this little runt, and you wear the helmet yeah. and you become big. Um, so it's I don't know how to work with the Rock. Maybe he's inverse Juggernaut and becomes smaller. Oh, if they can do it for Captain America, they can do it yeah. for the Rock. But um, yeah. Rampage the movie like fuck if they, can make, if it, they can make an Angry Birds film they can surely translate this into a film if they can make a if they can make a, a battleship film bro oh, if they could do that, that. If they could do that they could do anything I forgot they that can they make, made a Battlefield movie if they can make Tetris the movie that's in the they works. can do everything and there's a yep. Minecraft film in the works oh Minecraft's good though Minecraft will work it's got I think it's got Rob McElhaney at the helm of it who's yeah. from Always Sunny in Philadelphia okay huge gamer Huge Minecraft fan, which I love, Brendan, and you should love. At the end of the day, son of a bitch. these films cannot be any worse than that movie Pixels with Adam Sandler and yep. old mate, who's Tyrion Lannister? Peter Dinklage. Oh, is Dinklage in that? I didn't see it. Yeah, it Who watches it, Adam Sandler films anymore? I, I watched it just to, because obviously, you know, when you, you, you've just got the, an emotional attachment to gaming, you want to try and watch these, and it was absolute fucking yeah, the only people who watch Sandler films are the goddamn normies, you know? People who still remember Billy Madison. The last good Sandler film was Click. I didn't see that one. I think and, I, I think I I think I checked out Christopher Walken's in that. Oh yeah. Great. And Kate Beckinsale's in that and she is an absolute smokehouse in that film. She's dressed up as this like Indian Pocahontas doing like dress-ups with their kids. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Dear. Okay. Anyway, Rounding out the news, the top-selling games for the week ending February 19th, hey. uh, as collated by MCV Pacific. Coming in at number one, For Honor. Number two, Sniper Elite 4. Number three, Halo Wars 2. So those three were all released in the last week. So obviously they are going to generate, hypothetically, the most sales. But coming in at four, to some surprise slash no surprise, the gift that keeps on giving, the freaking juggernaut itself, Grand Theft Auto 5. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand it. it I love insane. it. It's the best game, but like it is insane. It is, is full on, man. Uh, Neo's in there at number seven, which is good to see. It's yeah. a very, very underrated game. Oh, you you, you dug it, eh? You yeah. tried selling me on it. Yeah, you, you need to pick it up because you're dark, you enjoy Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, I was selling. I had a friend call me on the way in actually, um, who you know knows we do this and asked me like, oh, I want to buy a game. I want to just spent my Saturday today playing a game what should I get and he asked about Dark Souls and I was trying to explain it to him because uh, I was playing it recently it's fucking hard man yeah. you're literally rote learning everything from end to end Yeah. Um, there's no other way to play it you either learn or you fail mm, and that's exactly the same as Neo get good Any anyone that is on the, on the Sony wagon and are looking for a good game <laughs> obviously Horizon is the one to get this week but mm-hmm. once you're done with Horizon get on Neo it is crazy fun so rounding out the top 10, so obviously GTA 5 comes in at 4, COD Infinite Warfare comes in at 5, Resident Evil 7 comes in at 6, good to see that's still selling well, I freaking love that game, mm-hmm. Neo as Sam mentioned comes in at 7, NBA 2K17 comes in at 8, Battlefield 1 at 9, and rounding out the top 10 is Hitman, which is good to see that it's, it's moving some units, because that series... I haven't paid any attention to it at all, to be honest. Hey man, and I feel like I should, but uh, you should, you should. I haven't played it since two, and mm. yeah, I don't I, know. I like, you know, I just, obviously they they did the episodic release uh, through 2016, mm-hmm. but the fact that they were forward with it all to start with, saying this is how it's going to roll out mm. come January 
9th or whatever it was will release the full game in its entirety in physical mm. you've got the options and the fact that yeah. they, when they were releasing these episodes it was bringing fans back in coupled with the elusive targets we talked about earlier it was very very cleverly done by Square Enix I think yeah. and it was hella fun to play okay hella fun to play there you have it kids Hitman there number you 10. have it coming in at number 10 um, jumping into some new releases this week uh, so the first one and the biggest one well, I guess you could say co-biggest in conjunction with the Switch. Oh, um, yeah. Debatable. Yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn drops on the PS4 on March the 1st. And we've got a whole swag of games dropping out on the 3rd of March in conjunction with the Switch release. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 1-2 Switch is there. Just Dance 2017 is there. Skylanders Imaginators is there. Mm-hmm. Super Bomberman R is there. Snipperclips is there. Yeah. Yeehaw. And the last one, obviously, is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Of course. So heavy 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 release schedule this week you know people are going to be losing there are gonna be some happy nerds all around the world (laughs) power to you boys and girls yeah i can't wait i can't wait it's girls and boys it's gonna be a big big week huge it's gonna be a big i cannot wait for you to buy the switch (laughs) (laughs) well i'll be picking i'm gonna go to the midnight launch and pick it up amazing i i miss midnight launches man i it's been years since i've been to one I, I thought about it for a minute and then generic EB, EB Games employee called me to confirm because they're, they're sneaky little bastards. They're like confirming if you can pick up the Switch between, you know, day day one and day seven because otherwise they threaten you, oh, yeah. with, you know, releasing your pre-order to the wild. But then he's like, hey man, you're coming to the midnight launch as well? And da-da-da, like giving me high fives and rainbows. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm gonna see you there at eleven fifty. Yeah, with gonna, Sam. Yeah, yeah, you're coming all the way over to Manly. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. You think I care about my job? <laughs> I hate my job. I wake up every morning. I ask myself, what am I doing? What am, what am, what, what am I doing? I thought we would do an impression-free podcast without Reese. Oh no! I was kind of hoping. Cut that out. Cut that bit out for me. Chop that all together. All together. What we don't want to chop is some events that are dropping this week. So there's the Anime Island Convention in Sandy Bay down in Tasmania running March 4 through 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is a convention for anime, video games, gaming, and pop culture enthusiasts. Check out aicon.org.au for more details. The Madman Anime Festival is running over in Perth as well in Western Australia on the same date, so March 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it is pretty well the biggest anime-based festival here in Australia. Predominantly ran out of Melbourne, but they're also doing it west ton of international guests exhibitors and cosplay check out anime festival on the googles for additional details and Mm -hmm. the last one sam yeah you dropped in here i did york street battles here in sydney that's going to be on march 4 um so that's the monthly uh fight game competition that's uh held by ozhado they've got uh, it says yellow and seven they've got tekken seven street fighter five guilty gear uh, King of Fighters, Blast Blue, uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Virtual Fighter. They've got it all. They've got everything, man. And we went to the last one, me and Old Moo, uh, to play some Tekken 7. And it is one hell of a day. They get a big crowd there. People come from interstate. It's a great community. It's an amazing Osano community. Also, and the Couch Warriors, they're doing some real good things out there. Man, they are great people. Great people. And they love they're fighting games they they have such passion for it it's great to be around people that you know love this shit as much as i do uh and if you're in sydney check it out if you're from interstate and you have money to burn on this stuff come down mm. it's gonna be good come on over that's it Yeehaw. all right so let's dive into our itunes review of the week okay so the itunes review headline reads want some of that good good 
Oh, indeed, improves five stars. And that was from Big Steven from the US. That, sounds, a, that sounds like something Dusty would come out with. Want some of that good good? Want some of that good good? I like that. Maybe that can be a new catchphrase for Ooh, us. Oh, indeed. Okay, so uh, the, the review reads, I found this podcast by Brendan finding my podcast on Facebook. Shameless plug. Oh, indeed. Be sure to check out Oh, indeed. We'll give them a little plug here. I instantly went to iTunes and searched for The Hungry Gamers. I wasn't disappointed. One thing these guys and girls does is interact with listeners. This is huge in the podcast game. Another thing is they aren't afraid to speak their minds. Never lose that. With all that said, don't tell my friend Spider Kiwi that I'm listening because he's from New Zealand and y'all are beefing. (laughs) (laughs) Much love, y'all. Keep it up. So Big Steven, all the way from America. Thank America. you. We love you. Thank you so much. And yeah, check out the O Indeed podcast. I do uh, listen to that little fella regularly. They have a, have a pretty cool little Facebook page too. So mm-hmm. just search O Indeed on Facebook. Join that little community. Good fun, good group of people, a lot of interaction, good banter. But thank you for the review, Big Steven. Keep those reviews and ratings and subscriptions coming in on iTunes and we'll be sure to read on this cast your review. Absolutely. We've got a fair few in the chamber, but we will get to you eventually. In due course, we are never ending. No, no, no. we we want we want the world first thousandth episode. Jesus Christ! Yeah, how many years is that? Too many. It's gonna be that is gonna be a lot. Twenty years. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'll be I'll I'll be fifty. I'll be dead. (laughs) You'll be dead. I don't want to be morbid about it, but I'll be yeah. Dead in your late forties. I wasn't expecting to hit twenty five, so this is every day is a blessing for me. Cool. Imagine how podcasts would be done in twenty years. Like it'd just oh, be like, it'd be like uh, just, your thoughts would get read by a machine and it just translate and all this stuff. Like it's just weird, crazy, total recall, future science shit. Yeah, sure. Okay, I, I was I just gonna say I was just gonna say like layer in R two D 2s little projection thing. But man, you went the full bonkers with yeah. it. So I'm with it, man. I'm cool. I'll, I'll play with that. I'm I'm in. I'll appear in your brains. Yes. Salim in your dreams. <laughs> that is the best thing. We need to get a shirt made with that on there. And your just your head with a couple like the finger guns doing these. Oh yeah, man. I'm all for Let's it. Let's work on that. All right. I'll talk to our design guy and see what he can come up Sounds with. Sounds good. Anything else you want to say? I guess we should start rolling and wrapping this thing up. This was all right. This little duo thing. Yeah. I'd be interested to uh, listen back to it. I think we've found something here. I think this might actually be the best episode of The Hungry Games Ooh, ever. It's at least the best 53rd episode of The Hungry Games ever. I think you're right. Mm. I think you're right. But, uh, May, I suppose, closing out, where can we find you? I can be found at Brendan8bit across everything. Literally everything. Just chuck that into whatever social platform, gaming platform. I'm there. You can find uh, Ali at Miss Ali Hart. You'll yep. find our friend Reese at Reese8bit. Yep, but then he's got like on his Twitch and stuff, it's like turbo. I can't keep he's, up. He's, try, he's twitching, isn't he? Yeah. He's trying to get that Twitch thing buzzing. Yeah. He's twitching a little bit. Mukbanging and banging and... Stay tuned for that. We really need to revisit the mukbang thing. Yes. We really need to revisit the mukbang yes. thing. Because I think that's his forte. I, I think that's think really so. where he's hitting his stride. Mm. Eating on camera. Yeah. 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 Uh, you when can find me at Salim Abraham. On uh, the Twitters? On the Twitters. Mm. which is currently the only form of communication you can get. Don't try and call me, text me, don't Facebook me, don't you, do anything. You can email us as a collective at hello at... The, at I'll start that again. Start that again. Hello at 8bit.net. Mm-hmm. Hit us up via that channel. 
Um, find us as a collective as well at We Are Eight Bit on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube. Plenty of content coming to YouTube shortly, along with the half informed that you've already got up. Yes, and, and a big thank you to all the fans out there that have sort of embraced us on YouTube. The growth we've seen in the past three or so weeks, ever since RTX has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've literally doubled our sub count. We're getting really heavy amounts of views on all our content. So thank you. We love you. Let's try and hit that thousand subs in the next month if we can. That is now the new goal. We're at 739, I think, as of wow. recording. That is yeah. 725 more than I I expected. You expected to have your mom, 14? Your mom, my mom, Ali's mom, Reese's mom, and then Dusty's mom. Okay, another yeah. nine. Yeah, yeah, so at 7.39 or so thereabouts. So thank you for that. That is amazing. We love you. We're going to keep churning out content in that space because we are seeing a lot of success and a lot of positive uptick on that. And that's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's so, plenty, uh, plenty of things coming. Oh, yeah. Good times. Good times. Cool. If there's anything else you want to add, otherwise we could uh, sign this off and uh, go play some VR. Let's go do VR, my friend. All right. So until next week, uh, much love and... Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8-Bit. Be sure to check out 8-Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls. 